Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hi guys, welcome back to the City Confessions Season 3. We're in 2020 and it's the second year I've been doing this and I'm so excited. I have Gina Deuce in the house today. She's the first guest starting off this season, so I'm super, super excited. Gina Deuce, first of all, I love your last name (laughs) and we'll like get into that later. But um, Gina is a writer, storyteller, and soon-to-be mama. She obviously lives in New York City right now, and I'll have her introduce herself. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. It's such a pleasure. Um, Like I was telling you before, it's so awkward to introduce myself because, like, what am I really? Yeah. It's always weird. (laughs) But it's like everybody has a title. They do. And the best part is you can just make it up. That's (laughs) true. I think we live in a new age where, like, we've been lucky enough to create our own jobs Mm -hmm. and create our own paths that, like, that's why the title is so, like, it's whatever you want it to be because you're the creative. Right. Um, But I started off as a journalist. That's what I studied. Um, I became a blogger through that just by, you know, having a passion and and following it through. I was working at CBS and I covered a lot of um, news breaking stories and political things. And I was here in New York City from LA by myself. So I didn't really have um, any way to blow off steam at the end of the night. So I started blogging. I started this like silly little blog back then called Yours Truly. And it was anonymous. And I would oh, write wow. about all these things that made me happy, inspirational quotes, stories, photos, anything. And it was so easy because nobody knew who I was. So I was just writing my heart out. And over time, I started getting like an influx of emails by people like that I didn't even know. People from places around the world I had no idea even existed. And I thought I was well-traveled. Uh-huh. And that kind of sparked something, and I and I took this information to my best friend and now husband, best friend at the time, Jeff Franson, and I was like, "What do I do with this? Yeah. Like, this is awesome." And throughout the year and throughout the years now, he helped me really monetize it. And little by little, I broke away from CBS. I moved into a position at Penguin Random House as an ebook editor where I had more freedom and time to follow my passion in this blog. Um, he helped me revamp, rebrand. That's when I came forward is what the deuced. <laughs> deuced is my last name, but it also means love and friend mm-hmm. and like Farsi, Afghani, like brown people language. <laughs> I love it though. Is it like a popular last name though? It's not. No, it's just my family. It's so cool though. Like, yeah. I feel like um, a lot of people obviously have like similar last name or same last name. Yeah. But when you hear something that's like so unique. It is. It's, thank you. I didn't even know to be honest. At first I thought it was like, because I know it was your blog's name. Yeah. And then obviously did a little bit of research and I was like, wait, wait that's her actual it? last name. It's my actual last yeah. name. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, my dad's from Afghanistan. They mm-hmm. pronounce it Dost. Okay. Um, my mom's from Iran. They pronounce it Dost. 
But like anywhere you go, it's it's just kind of it's either deuced or dosed. Okay. And um, do you have a preference? No, I, I I tend to say deuced. Maybe I'm more of my mom's girl, mm-hmm. like people <laughs> tend to be, right? Yeah. <laughs> I speak Farsi much better than I speak Dari. Um, but also that's how like people in America call it deuced. Yeah, <laughs> that's so interesting. Thing. So let's yeah. like rewind a little bit. So you are originally from. Ooh, this is a good one. <laughs> so <laughs> that's also a hard question to answer. Okay. Because I was born in Hungary, in Budapest. Okay. I was raised in Hamburg, Germany until I was eight. And then we moved to California, Los Angeles when I was eight. And then I moved to New York 10 years ago right after I graduated college. Wow. So, yeah, what am I? (laughs) So, what about New York is what drew you to? to You know, when I was in college, like, I'm... I come from an immigrant family. Mm. You know, it took me years to get my green card. And one of the things that I missed out on was being able to study abroad. I really wanted to do that. And uh, no matter how hard I tried to get my paperwork aligned and everything, like, I'm sure many people can relate. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a struggle. I've had two people, <laughs> or I think three, from last season spoke about because they're currently going through that process. Yeah. And it is insane. Like, I didn't yeah. know. I mean, a Middle Eastern back in, like, yeah. that time. And then 9-11 happened and everything slowed down even more. But even now, too, with the now presidency and all that, it's, like, insane. It is very insane. But, um... But you got it. Yeah, I got it. I got it um, a, a year after I moved to New York. I got it. But in college, I didn't have that. So I right. promised myself, like, you know, I'm going to work really great, like, hard my senior year. And if I get straight A's, if I get... Like, if I do good a good job, I'm going to treat myself and I'm going to do something different. Mm-hmm. And uh, something kind of hit me. And New York was the place to be. I just figured, like... Had you visited prior? Once. Okay. Once before for a day. <laughs> and you, like, just booked a ticket with a one-way ticket? Or I booked like a pop- one-way ticket with $300 in my pocket, not knowing anybody, coming out here, no job, no oh, apartment. No, I, I hear this all no the time. Idea. You know what? I really, truly believe that, like, anybody can do whatever the hell they please, whatever their passion is, whatever their dream is, they can do it. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be an excuse. There's always going to be a barrier, but you have to overcome that. And uh, I think, you know, looking back, if it wasn't for all the struggles that I endured, I would not be sitting here living my best life. I get to wake up every day mm-hmm. and my job is my hobby. I get to storytell, not just for myself. I, I do it for other brands, other like locations, like hotels and mm-hmm. stuff. And it is such an incredible feeling. I get to do it with my best friend. And if it wasn't for all the obstacles that I did not let get in my way, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here. And seriously, anybody can do it. You just have to have the right mindset. Yeah. But yeah, I came here and that was 10 years ago. And that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I figured, you know, New York was very, um, like I was living in California. I missed Germany. I didn't have my green card, so I couldn't go back and forth. I felt like New York was very European, but also still America. But the biggest thing was, you know, I was studying journalism. I was in journalism school, and I figured, you know, I could go into TV here and, like, work, or I can be in the presence of the decision makers at these networks. And There's work. a lot of opportunities, right? There's and so like, much you don't more need opportunity to, like, here. pigeonhole yourself. Got right. It. Like, why work, you know, at CBS in California mm-hmm. when the executives are in New York? Exactly. I want to be around them. <laughs> so do you miss, like, the journalists? 
I mean, I know you can, in, in a way, you can say that what you do, you still have that, yeah, right? in a that way, there's so, with writing. There is. There's, there's a big difference, though. Right. And many people don't realize, like, with journalism, it's all about removing yourself from yep. the story. Facts. It's all about facts. Yeah, it's all about, right. like, this is just how it is. And if there's an opinion, you have to state whose opinion mm-hmm. it is. Can't be yours. Mm-hmm. But with what we do now, it's about my story. It's about my vision. It's what I take from it. And I like that a lot. That's good. Yeah. So let's talk about you and Jeff <laughs> because I swear to God, guys, they are relationship goals. <laughs> so you said he was your best friend or he, he is your best, best friend. friend. Um, yeah. How long we have you guys went backwards. So we met in 2011. Okay. I moved here August 2010. We met May in 2011. And back at that, during that time, we were both in serious relationships. Oh, wow. <laughs> we were just friends. But how'd you guys meet? Like literally just, you know, through a good deed. Through a good deed of his, I have to say, because he helped his, um, what's that, uh, it's slipping my mind, but you know when you go on your birthright trip? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the advisor, like the- Got it, got it. Okay, mm-hmm. so he helped him create this online profile, date, oh, wow. like <laughs> online dating profile, because he was ready to like meet a girl yes. and settle down like a good Jewish uh-huh. girl. <laughs> uh-huh. So Jeff helped him create this okay. profile. And through that, he met a girl that he liked. So he, they had this like big barbecue where they invited his friends and her friends. I was one of her friends. He was one of his friends. So we got, we, we met at the party, but more than that, the people that we were hanging out with, Mm. they like clicked kind of like they like, everybody just like, yeah. And then our friends and his friends, we all just, like, clicked, and we kept, like, hanging out. Even that that night, mm-hmm. we went, like, bar hopping. Then the next day, like, or the next weekend, we all, like, got together for a show. Like, it was just – it was very serendipitous. It was very – it just clicked. It lined up. And That's it was the wonderful. best, right, when it's, like, effortless? <laughs> it was yeah. – yeah, it was very effortless. And then I guess you guys were became friends, and then what? We became friends. <laughs> um, both of our relationships fizzled out on their own. When his relationship fizzled out, like, he was breaking his lease. And he got along with me and my roommate so well. Like, I was living with, like, four other people. Mm-hmm. We had a nice place in Astoria. And he was always coming over. We were always, like, all, like, all hanging out that we're like, hey, man, if you're breaking your – like, if you're leaving your apartment, we only have, like, four or five months left. Like, why don't you move in with us and just – you know, there was always somebody traveling. We were all from California. Nobody was ever there mm-hmm. all at the same time. So – it just made worked sense and mm-hmm. worked, yeah. And uh, also, after- not to interrupt you, but I feel that's a, that's like New York story about life, <laughs> right? It's like we went are backwards. Do, yeah, whenever has to do with like the lease or apartment, like yeah. people like <laughs> tend to like come together. It's, it's so, so funny. true. It's it like is. it's grown up. It's problems, a New York right? thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we we moved in together. We were all roommates, and then when it came to renew our lease, we all got like Jeff and I decided to become roommates and get a place together. Um, and then maybe like a year after that, or it was a while after that. Then we kind of like we were going out on different <laughs> dates and everything. And I would always like the best part about my dates were like coming home and dishing with him. Like Aww. you don't really yeah. believe what happened. <laughs> and but I, I like that because you guys. I mean, I don't know when was the moment you started to look at him differently in a way of you know like. Ooh. I think we both always kind of knew, but we weren't really? ready at the time. Okay. I mean, the first week that we met, I remember we were on the train, like going to um, go see one of his friends and mm-hmm. his girlfriend at the time, like at at a show, 
And this, these like people came up to like, these like people were just like listening to music, rapping, like freestyling in the corner. And then they look over to us and they're like, one guy goes, how long have you guys been married for? You guys are really cute. And we're like, married? What? Like what? And like, mind you, these are like guys that are freestyling yeah. on the train. It's yeah. not like a cute older woman. Right. I'm like, what are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, and like, crazy. and I remember when my um, significant other at the time met him, he was like, is that your new guy? I'm like, what? <laughs> how? Like, maybe, maybe it was just like that, like, spark it was, that there was everybody a spark. saw. Everybody yeah. saw it. We didn't saw, see it. It took us some time. Mm-hmm. But when we did, it was just like, like, Actually. we knew we were, like, you know, connected. We mm-hmm. knew, like, there was, like, some sort of magnetic feel. Yeah. Feel, I love that. Yeah. And now you're was, pregnant. And now I'm pregnant. I'm married and I'm pregnant. Oh, and my God. <laughs> and how's it been going? You said it's good, right? It's good. Yeah. yeah. The pregnancy's been really well. I almost feel like sometimes bad to say it but I've been very blessed like I didn't have any morning sickness Mm -hmm. in in the sense of vomiting or or like I don't know like I I I don't know how other women do it to be honest I don't have a nine to five I have my own schedule I have my husband who helps me 24 7 like I was very blessed through this pregnancy and I mean the hardest thing was probably you know, you can't push yourself too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, can't drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't do. Can't do a lot of things. But in retrospect, you get to do all these other things that you mm-hmm. normally don't. Like, it's a lot of self care, self love, um, and like I was telling you before, I'm more in tune with my body than I've ever been. Like, I hear her when she talks. Mm-hmm. Like, when my body is talking, I'm like, okay, I'm aware. Yeah. I have to ask you, do you have any cravings? Yeah, a lot yeah. of people say that. Honestly, I just been not craving a lot of carbs. Okay. So donuts but no, and like, pizza. Weird, I know, so no. <laughs> but no, like, weird. I saw that on Instagram. Donuts and pizza are my life. No, okay. nothing weird. No, like, pickle and ice cream <laughs> and things like that. But I also, like, I understand, like, if I'm craving something, like, I'll have it because my body needs some sort of protein or vitamin that's in that thing that I'm craving. Yeah. But we also start cooking at home a lot more. And some of the midwives' tales that they tell you, they're real. Yeah. Yeah. Because once I found out I was having a boy, I was like, oh, okay. Like, some of these things these people have said to me are real. Like, I definitely crave more salty foods. Um, dates and mangoes were something that I wanted to oh, eat a lot so of. Are, but those are the things that, like, mm. they were saying, like, oh, if you're eating that, you're you're gonna have a That's boy. So interesting. <laughs> I hear so much too. I hear about also like the way your belly grows. Yeah, the way your right? belly grows. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know. Sometimes like people would be like, oh, the way your belly grows, it's a boy, or yeah. someone's like, oh, it's a girl. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you're fifty fifty, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's not that much. Like, right. Yeah. The odds are like. Every, but the, it was fun hearing everybody's guesses. Yeah. And then we had the reveal, mm-hmm. and it was wonderful. And um, Jeff and I found out the gender um, a few days before the reveal. So it was like Oh, you re- did? Yeah. Okay. Because the reveal was more for our family and got friends. Got it. Got it. Jeff and I wanted to share that moment between us. That's nice. Yeah. Um, and, like, when I knew what it was and people were guessing, I'm like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Did they know that you knew, though? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because some people imagine, and then you're like, I, mean, I don't know either. I, we we told everybody oh, we know. know, and and right before we re- revealed it, I was like, "Hey guys, just to remind you, yeah. we know." So don't Did look at our like expression. Like a poll or something. Like, was there more? Some people think it was more. Oh no, I didn't. Not really. I didn't. You know, most people thought it was a girl actually okay. because 
in my family, like, everyone's having a girl. But then also my close girlfriends were so, like, they're, like, so, like, female empowered. That they're, like, oh, I wanted to <laughs> yeah, be a girl. Yeah. Like, you're 50, as 50 long right. as it's a healthy baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as long as it's happy and healthy, yeah. it's all. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so I want to shift gears a little bit and ask you uh, what keeps you up at night. Obviously, I'm sure maybe it has to do with, like, your pregnancy um, or it can just be anything that's you know, happening right now, currently in your life. Yeah. And I was telling you this before, but the reason why I started this was obviously back, um, picking back off of my last episode, but also I think we're all New Yorkers and we're all driven and we're all like so busy, but we never took the time to actually sit down like we are now, just mm-hmm. like checking with each other That's and just true. saying like, Hey, how are you? And you can, like I said, again, previously off air, you can be living your best life and that's amazing. But you have inner struggles you're going through. Exactly. So there's things that I I think people, yeah, like the outside world didn't know about me previously. And it's good to just like sometimes let things out. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like a a therapy session. So just like right now, I just wanted to ask you like friend to friend, like how's it going and how are you? And (laughs) if there's anything that keeps you up at night. Um, You know, it wasn't until recently that I learned to deal with what keeps me up at night. But it's really crazy because so many of us go through it. Every single one of us goes through it. And things like work and deadlines and, you know, family drama and things like that. Those are the things that kept me up at night lately a lot. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until a few months ago where I decided to grab a hold of it and be in control of these thoughts and these emotions. Because what was it I read? I read that no matter no matter the amount of guilt won't change the past and no matter the amount of worry won't change the future. Something along those mm-hmm. lines. And I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Like what am I going to do? Stress about it. So I found different ways. Like when it comes to work and deadlines and events, if I find myself, um, up at night, like just thinking about it, I take a notebook and I write down all the things that are on my mind, like what I have to do. And oftentimes I look at that and I was like, oh shit, like that's not even that bad. Mm-hmm. Like I can totally do this in two, three hours tomorrow. I'm the same. You know? And then I'm way. like, what the fuck was I thinking? I stressing I so hard over it. I'm like, I'm an idiot. I know. Like 2020 started and I was like, I want to start this year off on a good stuff in a good foot. And the first day I was like journaling, meditating, goal setting. And then, you know, I feel like we also operate how companies operate in terms of scheduling. Yeah. So technically the first week, if they're off, like if they're out of office, like we technically are out of office. Yes, right. we can still create content and post, but like right. in terms of email exchange, right? Right. It's so like the sixth of this month is kind of like when everybody yes. out to the office. <laughs> and I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I have so much to do. I'm so stressed out. And obviously, I wrote everything down because yeah. I'm like a list yeah, person. I'm a writer. I'm yeah. a list person too. But then I'm super productive. I have my coffee and I'm like doing everything off. And then like within two hours, I check off everything and I'm like, wait, what? Like, like, why was I freaking out? I like, know. why did you stress yourself yeah, with that? Yeah, like it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I feel that should just be the motto of like 2020. Yeah, because it's no fine. amount of anxiety, no amount of like guilt will ever change anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and do you find it difficult right now to kind of just balance work pregnancy or or do you think you kind of have that under control you know like not that I have it under control but I feel pretty good about it I don't I'm not over stressing about like Mm -hmm. I'm doing everything I can to prep ahead with work but also like I mentioned before I'm living my dream job I'm living my like 
everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm in it. I worked so hard. And it was all those struggles that I went through that taught me the lessons I needed to learn to be where I am today. Um, and because of that, like, I, I, I love working. I love what I do. I love storytelling. I don't just do it for myself. I run social media accounts for luxury hotels and restaurants. And being able to tell their story, the neighborhood, it just, like, it's a really wonderful feeling. I get to educate people on on, on things around this area or things that you know, they too could be doing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have to ask you about how do you juggle with that? Because I know personally, um, people who are like full-time jobs managing social for brands, but then they are a blogger themselves. And it's, I hear it's super difficult to, you know, spend the day doing that, you know, on a brand side and then like go home and manage their own account because yeah. they don't want to do it anymore because they've been looking at social media. That's true. The whole time. Yeah, so that, how are you doing what... that with yourself? But then also these other... Accounts. Yeah. I think um, that's a very valid thing and something yeah. I definitely went through. I've been doing this for a really long time now, so I feel like I'm at a place where I'm better at balancing it. Um, I wouldn't be able to do it without a team, and Jeff is the biggest part of that. We have a really great working relationship because we recognize each other's strengths, and we're not we don't come down on each other on the weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like we emphasize on each other's strengths. So if he's really good at something like, and not so great at something else, maybe I'm better at that. Not so great stuff. And like, we work well in that field and then we outsource when we need to. Um, but planning ahead, scheduling ahead is always really therapeutical and good. And because everything's like, you know, mobile, like him and I can go and just sit at the spa and just do captions and stories and going to the properties to capture content is actually really fun for us because we go to experience it. Mm-hmm. We don't go thinking like, oh my God, this is a job. It's like, no, I'm about to go see this beautiful, you know, hotel, these amazing views, mm-hmm. these beautiful structures, or I'm about to go eat something really delicious <laughs> and yeah. talk to the chef about his passion, his purpose, his pursuit. So, um, because we chose what we want to do, it's not as burdenful, if that's even mm-hmm. a word, as like others. But that's not to say we didn't struggle. Like it took us a lot of trial and error to figure out how well we work together and what aspects of this that we really like and what aspects, you know, we could like take off each other's plate right. kind of thing. So And Jeff works full time with like, me now. You? Oh wow. Yeah, we okay. I was able to bring him on full time last year and I was oh really God. fun because yeah. I had to negotiate with his company. <laughs> so it was so like crazy. his company made an offer, I made an offer, oh his God. company made an offer. <laughs> but I mean come on, if he shows his company over you, you know what I, you know what the winning factor was? What? The travel. Okay. The travel. Oh, okay. I was like, You're like, here are the parks? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when all that was happening, we were all setting tricks and Caicos. And I was like, mm-hmm. Jeff, like. There could be more of this. There could be so much more. <laughs> you have That's, no restriction. <laughs> That's so And of crazy. course, like the monetiza- monetization, like the income of it was also, it could have been endless. I was all, I was in a time where I was testing out other people mm-hmm. to have work for me because everything was growing so fast. Um, and nothing really clicked, nothing really worked. And Jeff was the perfect answer to what I Mm -hmm. needed because he gets all of this. Like he's an influencer marketing. He knows how to make shit go viral. Like he is 
really smart and really good at what he does. So I needed that brain power mixed in with my creative power to, to, to do what we do today. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever fight? Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. But you know I've come to realize okay. it's mostly my fault than his. Because, mm-hmm. like, like, I could be, like, you know, I'm a girl. I'm emotional. Yeah. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Then, like, he's very level-headed. He's very logical. He's very, like, he's very nice. And he's the most honest person I know. So I'm like, ugh, like, why do I give him such a hard time? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just like know that like in New York City, first of all, it's so hard, at least for me. And I know many other women out there. <laughs> I think it's so hard to date in New York City. Mm-hmm. And then when you see people who are in successful relationships, obviously like you and Jeff, it's inspirational and it gives me hope <laughs> but then I always wonder like it's a hmm. work in pro- progress yeah, like, like we have to we we've learned to be wonderful to each other and like I said before we've learned to emphasize each other's strengths and not um dwell on each other's weaknesses and appreciation gratitude like I was really down in the slums a few months ago like I was not myself I was not doing good and the thing that really turned me around was being able to show gratitude and appreciation. Like one of the things going back to what keeps you up late at night, like I just would feel worthless about myself. Like shit, like what, like, what am I doing? Like I have all these problems. I have all these things going on. But then I was like, okay, I'm going to hold back. Like, let me name three things that I did today that made me better than the person I was yesterday. Let me name three things that just like, are good in my life that I appreciate that make me want to live every day and wake up every day. And I started naming three things and then the list went on to five and then to seven and then to 10. And then I was like, what the fuck am I doing being so hard on myself? Like, yes, there's shit that's going wrong. But if I focus and dwell on that, it gets me nowhere. Mm-hmm. But when I would appreciate the great thing, the greatness that I had, mm-hmm. the good things that I had, I felt like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm getting better. And it's just inspiring me and motivating me to do mm-hmm. better. I know exactly what you mean. And that's <laughs> why I'm like nodding in agreement because <clears throat> last year, I think we all say like, oh, be grateful, be grateful. But it's, it's, so it's, one, yeah, it's one thing to like say and preach it, but it's another to actually take action. Mm-hmm. So I started to do the same thing as you like say what I'm grateful for. And then it it really truly makes you feel like, oh my God, I have such a beautiful life, you yeah. know? And then another thing I started to do this year is to, um, things that you, you you want, but you don't have, I don't want to say trick yourself, but change it to say that you do have it. Yeah. And it's amazing how much better you feel. It's like Your this, mind is so powerful. Oh my God. This, this is morning, so powerful. I was talking to my roommate and I was like, okay, she, like we were, she was kind of like in a, in a moment and I was like, okay, no, 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 we need to change that. And I said, like, personally, like, just tying it back to myself, I'll say, like, I am with the love of my life. I'm not. But <laughs> just saying that out loud or, like, oh, I love what I do. Yeah. I have all the money in the world. Yeah, I, I ha- that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe it's not, again, truthful or you don't feel the 100%. But you got to put it out on the universe. But once you say it, you're, like, it's crazy it's how crazy. that works out. You know these affirmations? Mm-hmm. I started doing it a year ago because of um, my wonderful group of girls, Krista and Kat from Self-Care Tuesdays. Um, and I I was like, at first I was like, oh, affirmations are so silly. I'm sitting in front of a mirror mm-hmm. telling myself I am beautiful. But people don't know how insecure I am. 
and people don't know all the stresses and struggles I go through, even though I put on a smile. So saying this sometimes even made me cry. I was like, why don't I feel worthy? And then over time, it just became better and better. Mm -hmm. And and even things that I didn't fully believe in, just saying it made me feel better. I feel like it relates to like the phrase, like fake it till you make it. Oh yeah, I totally um, I faked love it that. Till I, made I it. love that phrase, and I, I did. You apply that to even like <laughs> skills and yes. like, things in I life. I have to tell you about how I got my blog yes. to the next tell level. Tell me about it. Okay, wait. Tell me about okay. How you so did that. I went from having like inspirational content, just writing what I felt and all that stuff around the city, to like I'm like okay, I want to tackle New York Fashion Week. Okay. <laughs> And I was, I worked the previous year at New York Fashion Week as like a, you know, those people that kind of like help out for mm-hmm. VIP and stuff like mm-hmm. that, take, you know, celebrities to their like lounge or whatever. And that's when I realized, shit, they don't have their security together. <laughs> These people are oh that good. Oh my God. Oh my God. I know where this is going. <laughs> so the following season, I would dress up in my fanciest out- outfit because Mind you, I was living, like, so broke back then. <laughs> but I'd put on the fanciest thing I had. Jeff would come with a, with a camera that didn't even work. Like, <laughs> it worked, but we didn't know exactly how to, like, yeah. do all the great settings. But, like, we just looked the part. And we would show up backstage and, you know, go up to the person with a, uh, a flipboard, the PR with a headset, and be like, hey, I have an interview schedule, scheduled with designer so-and-so. And because I knew that they didn't have shit together, yeah. I knew, like, we we would be fine yeah. to get it. So they would scramble and be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, what publication are you from? This is sad. And, and I already spent a year, like, or, or two building my site. So I had credentials. Okay, yeah. And not complete fraud. <laughs> not complete fraud, but I absolutely faked it until I yeah. made it. I went into there um, and backstage I would talk to the designers, but I also decided like I didn't want to just talk about what's hot and what's not. I want to talk about the designer's dreams, about his passions, mm-hmm. about what got them up because people thought that New York Fashion Week is like so glamorous and people are like backstage getting manicures and you know massages or or whatever and that wasn't the case like these designers were on their like feet bleeding from their finger trying to stitch the last piece together or try to like you know like it was always a disaster but there was so much beauty in that disaster and my goal was to show people like look at this rawness and this realness if they can do it you can do it like I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and the designers loved it. Yeah. I was like, are you sure I can share this? And and they loved it. And because then, they're probably like, nobody has access. Nobody has that. Yeah. And then uh, the crazy thing was like, the more articles we put out like that, the more we saw um, Fashion Week change and PR started incorporating these stories into... Real stories. Yeah. Into the, the pamphlets you get or the things that are waiting for you at the seat. Like... PR started using the same method and mm-hmm. I was like wow like I like, spearheaded that <laughs> <laughs> we made a difference yeah. we made an impact because mm-hmm. now people want to know the story they don't want to just know what color what fabric what you know like aesthetic and structure right. it is if you ask anybody after a show like what did you think it's always the same I know answer. oh it's so lovely, oh, Ugh, lovely. The, yeah. the design yeah. the colors the pattern the architecture they just throw I'm terms like, <laughs> these are the same terms everyone uses every single time <laughs> it's so funny no I love that you say that because I do think a big part of making in New York or surviving in New York is faking it oh, till you, you make it. it yeah there are times when I I feel like you just have to like talk talk it up yeah, like if you, you like do. you said dress the part 
I don't want to say pretend. I know well, it sounds bad, but the intention is good. Determination. Yeah. The fake it yes. till you make it Confidence. only works if there's a termination yes. and if there's and if you want good in life. Mm-hmm. Like me and Jeff believe that and still do, like the only way to grow our business and be successful is to help others. A hundred percent. So the more we help others, the closer we are to reaching yes. our goals. Yes. The more like it's a Dale Carnegie method where's where it's like if you help enough people get to their dreams, then yours will come true along the way. And that was like one of the first things he said to me Mm -hmm. when I wanted to start this, like what the deuced. And we still live by that. I love (laughs) that. That's like, I'm like praising to that because (laughs) I think as you probably can relate to when starting out or just like the industry as a whole with social media, blogging and whatever, everything, there was a phase, right, maybe like two years ago where it was just so competitive, right, so, yeah. so catty. And I think um, I started out as fashion. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, took a back seat and yeah. I'm doing more lifestyle travel now just because I looked at the industry and the fashion world and I was like, this is a little too cutthroat for me and I don't, yeah. don't want to partake in this, you know. And I think a lot of people were, again, it was like saw each other as competitors, especially women. Shame. And I was like... It's enough room for all of us. Thank you. I'm like, first of all, there's enough room for all of us. Second of all, if you help other people, like you say, grow or whatever, it will come back to you. It's yeah. called good karma. Yeah. You might not get it right away. You might get it 10 it years from now. What ways. Exactly. Different forms. And you just never know. And I'm so thankful for the um, opportunities I've gotten re- yeah. and recently because they've all have been through relationships. And yeah. none of it was what I expected or what I asked for. You know what I mean? Like, I'll ask, like, oh, hey, how did you, you know, uh, who put you in touch with me? They're like, oh, someone spoke about you. Which and is they, And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, I didn't even know. We only rise by helping each other. 100%. Like, and that's just it. And saying that, too, like, when you make somebody happy or, like, when you, when people come to you for help, first of all, they need something. And it's, like, not, like, in an ulterior motive. But, like, if they need help and you yeah. can help them reach that level, whether that brings them happiness or success yeah. or anything – you should totally feel good about yourself. Oh, like, absolutely. You know what I mean? Early on when Jeff helped me um, take what I what I had, that small blog, into what it is today, like branding What the Deuced and, and helping me monetize it, I and we were friends at that time. I was like, hey, man, like what can I do to like mm-hmm. repay you? Like what you're doing for me is huge. You're mm-hmm. taking so much time, so much research. And like he was like tapping into an industry that didn't exist mm-hmm. yet. He was like – reaching out to people and we had to fight to show like, Hey, this is an actual thing. Blogging, influencing, this is happening. And I would be like, what can I do to repay you? And he's like, just help others. If somebody else comes to you, teach them what I taught you. And I was like, damn, yeah, (laughs) I'll do that. And then when I do, I'll tell them the same thing. And I have ever since. And that's how I met you. That's how I've met all these other wonderful people in my life. I know. I think, um, yeah, the biggest advice I think we're both trying to tell you guys is that, like, when you go out, like, go without, like, without wanting anything from anybody yeah. and just offering. Absolutely. You know? Because you, can, you can't just take. You got to give. You know? But the more you give, you're, the sweeter the taste yeah. will be. Oh, I love it. I'm all about positivity. <laughs> and that's why I like to surround myself with positive people. Yeah, it's you important. Know? And get people who are on the same wavelength. It's as important me. to do that. Yeah. Okay, so we're kind of wrapping up, but not really. Um, my 
I always ask my guests what is their confession because it's called mm. the city confessions. So it can be anything. I think some people think too hard on it. And they're like, oh my God, what is my confession? Yeah. People have told me like silly things like they don't like hugs or like like they're insecure, whatever. It can be something that's like a dark secret or mm. something like very surface level, whatever it is. That's because a it's a safe environment. Thank We're here you. to just share, you know, anything you want. So if you were to think, I'll take a moment to say like my confession is, what can that be? That can be relate, relate to anything. Pregnancy, blogging, work, Jeff, New I mean, York. I feel like I have so many confessions and oh, not enough time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that something that I'm going through right now and realizing more and more and thankful for is, you know, like I'm a mom to be. And I used to think that like, if you asked me 10 years ago, like, you know, I was working hard and grinding and, and living check to check just to try to like make ends meet. Um, because I thought I want to create this like legendary thing, this company. So my kids don't have to struggle. So my future, like my family now, so I can just like provide for everybody and just give everyone everything that they want. And like, that was part of my motivation. I just wanted to help. I just wanted to heal. I wanted to give, and I didn't want the people, well, most importantly, I didn't want the people I love so much struggle. But now that I'm sitting here 10 years later, I realize, damn, like everything good I am is through the struggles. Every great lesson I learned, every hardship I endured, every every time I had to get back up from falling, like that's what bu- built my character and made my made me who I am. So I do wish struggle on the people I love. I do hope my son goes through struggles in life. And I hope he gets his ass back up every single time and goes even harder. Because it's through these struggles that we really find out who we are, what we're meant for, and how much we can endure. And I've always believed, like, you know, God wouldn't put me through this if he didn't think I could handle it. I feel the same way. more powerful than we Mm -hmm. give ourselves credit for. Yeah, and I think in saying that, like, instead of saying, like, oh, why me? You know what I mean? Like, why am I going through this or whatever? And I always say this with the universe. It's like, you're meant to it because they know you can handle it, you know? Or, like, when you're in a slump or, like, when you're um, living your best life, right? You're you're riding this wave and you're like, oh, life is good. And then something happens. It's because they're like, you know what? Life is so good for you right now. You need to be on this level. But to get there, you need to go through this. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's a preparation. Like, it's a life It can't just be, like, living, you know, you're just like... Because if you do look at those Mm -hmm. people that do have everything, and I'm talking about, you know, um, what's that, like socialites and mm-hmm. you know people mm-hmm. that kind of get things handed to them um they're not such great people right they're not that nice and it's because they didn't go through what you went through they didn't they don't measure life the same way you and I measure it because we know the downs we know the ups and we can appreciate it on a different level and that is really everything yeah <laughs> no it really is um I just want to take a moment now to like acknowledge you and your presence and your energy and like your like soul thank you thank you no I really do mean this like I always feel like every time I bring somebody on obviously I'm really selective but also (laughs) like it I almost forget like why their story is so special until like I'm like presently you know in their I love in their space no seriously 
you're such a like a beautiful beautiful person i you wish there was too. so many people like you in the world i'm so happy we met i know like we um like kind of recently have been like you know like like reaching out to each other like hey yeah. hey like i'm still here <laughs> but i hope that like by us connecting now we can like literally like check in more and like just be into this life because you're just such a I mean, I think positive about light. you often and I try to, like, I'm, I'm sending hugs, love, positive thoughts, but, like, life happens and I'm not the best no, at I, keeping in touch with people. You're, you're <laughs> going to be a mom, I know. You yeah. have better stuff to, like, worry about than, like, me. Yeah, but, but you know what? I also yeah. want to take this time and acknowledge you and all the truths you've spoken throughout the, the two years with this podcast. I've, I was telling you earlier on, both me and Jeff were listening to it and the take on your last episode was so intriguing and interesting for both of us and we had different perspectives and if you're okay with it yeah. I'd love to talk to you yeah, about it of course <laughs> so um I don't know if it's because I know you mm-hmm. as a person as opposed to like Jeff but what I took from it was like wow like one I had no idea mm-hmm. she went through the struggle two I had no idea she felt this way three it was so sad that you had to go through that alone and I understood why you just wanted to get it over with. Mm-hmm. You're like, just just do it, just just have it done. And from his point of view, it was like, he's like, he was so concerned that you went through it so quick with the hospital mm-hmm. and the appointments. And then, but he mentioned something that I found so rare and beautiful. And that's why your podcast is so amazing is that you kept there's a lot of times you contradicted yourself, but then you would catch yourself mm-hmm. and call yourself mm-hmm. out right away. And he's like, that's just brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> that's a real person. That's raw. So he's like, like, I get what she's saying. Not like maybe he didn't get it as the way I got it, but he definitely respected you in a different light where it's like, wow, this girl's like raw and she's bringing mm-hmm. her story. And, and it wasn't even edited. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. Like- and the funny thing was, I think um, I mentioned a lot about timing and like trusting the time because there were times when I was like, "Oh my god, I just want to like." When somebody was going through something similar, like I had a friend who was going through a surgery. I was like, "Oh my god, I can relate to you." Like yeah. I'm not ready to talk about why I can relate to you. Just trust that I do. And it's funny because I actually just texted her this morning because she was like, "Oh my god, I listen to it," and I was like, "Well, now you know, you know." <laughs> yeah. But um, it's crazy because I think it. I needed like that, like I went, I rushed through whatever. I was kind of like in denial and blah blah blah. I'm just like that's just who I was at the time. Mm-hmm. And then after it happened, then I was I felt like I was finally living what I should have been like feeling and all of that mm-hmm. when it happened. Yeah, it took me literally like like a whole year was like denial. Like I don't know what. Do you happening. feel like you could you dealt better with it because you kind of a hundred percent because I think it. it was a defense mechanism. Yeah. Even like looking back at how I dealt with my, my mom and everything, I think if I spoke to her now, like she would be like, yeah, you didn't have any ounce of like concern. No, no you and didn't. I, I was like, even the doctors were surprised. What? Like I gave you? high five yeah, to like, my surgeon. What made you just be like, okay, do it. Let's just like schedule it and get it over. Because with. Like, I was most, like, like, what is the rough? I mean, what? Why take your time? Like, like you didn't research it. You didn't like go for second opinions. You didn't. You didn't question anything. No. You just dove in, and that yeah. was like your defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. That was numbness. But, like, from someone that loves you, like, that was painful to hear. Um, Mm -hmm. And my husband, Jeff, was saying, like, he was so mad at the hospital industry. He was like, fuck these guys. Like, they're just – what if they're just telling her these things Mm -hmm. just to, you know. And we were going back and forth, and it was just like, damn, like, 
Well, to be <laughs> fair, though, like in the first procedure, they did confirm that there was no other way to like no, patch up. You know what I mean? I like, know that. I, yeah. So I feel like for that, like I, I feel like I did go through the phase, like the research phase of like, okay, is there another option we can do without being invasive? Yeah. The answer was no. But you just went in one day, and then they're like, by the way. Your heart's not. Yeah, it was random. That's crazy. It was me being productive. I mean, proactive. That's the word of my health. Because I was like really into wellness. And yeah. I was like, I always check myself in the doctors. And I was saying that in the US specifically, people don't go to the doctors because so we is like. Is something that you had and you didn't know yes, until you I became aware of any your wellness? symptoms. Wow. I know. So that's, that's why insane. when I was in the hospital, I think that's what people. Obviously, if they're even in the cardiologist, like a lot of people are old when they go there because they're checking, you know, their like blood pressure and all that. Um, they're always they always looking at me like, what is she doing? Yeah, you like, look so is healthy. she? Yeah, is she like taking care of her grandma who's uh, here or whatever yeah. the case is? And then when I'm in the hospital, same thing. Like when I was going through, I was 24, but in my head I thought I was pretty not old, but like I was yeah, mature, you know. Yeah. But now looking back, I'm like, oh my god, I can see why they were kind of like. Not baby me, but like taking such good care of me. Yeah. But you know, I was thinking like maybe you were able to go through it the way that you did so strong and independently. Mm-hmm. Like that was your mind over matter situation, 100%. right? Like if you would have stressed out, you would have been hurt, like a hundred percent more hurt yeah. and damaged and mm-hmm. wouldn't recover as well as you have. And you know, they say that if you're going through something if, or like an emergency, let's say there's a chaotic, like, um, Something happens in an airplane or something. Yeah. If the pilot is freaking out, <laughs> there's no way that, yeah. like, everybody else can feel calm. And I think that true. was what I was doing. I was like, okay, let me control yeah. my feelings or just, like, not even acknowledge them because yeah. every, I'm making this easier for everybody else. That's the doctors, true. my parents, like, everybody. That's very And then true. a year later, I literally, I'm not joking, I started to have, like, these flashbacks. It's crazy that I came And I was like, late. oh, my God, wait, I went through something crazy. Crazy. Yeah. You know? That's insane. And that's why I started the podcast. Because I was like, let me talk to other people. Not necessarily about that, but I was like, people are going through shit. You just don't yeah. even know. It's crazy. And yeah. if I can like somehow inspire others to like again honor their pain, own their stories, yeah. change the story, like that's Yeah, great. because you don't have to go through exactly no, what you went through no. or me, but knowing that people like us are out there and we struggle mm-hmm. and we have pains that we're still like recovering from. It just, it, it makes you feel like you're not alone. Exactly. And that's the whole point of like, I think life is like experiences, but also like connections yeah. and like relationships. Yeah. You know, and that's just, just like so beautiful. still about people, even with all this, like 100%. the Wi-Fi and internet <laughs> and web and all these like different ways where we can connect. It's still, my business still comes through from people mm-hmm. recommendations and when it comes to working with my clients it's the one-on-one relationships that we have the way we understand each other that makes all the difference yeah okay so we have to bring it back to you um second to last question okay what is the one thing you love most about yourself because i know you have like a <laughs> crazy list because <laughs> oh, you're just so amazing oh thank you Honestly, but like yeah i think just like doing a lot of reflecting over the past few months, I really, I never knew it in the moment, but I really do have a different mindset. I don't see things the way others do. And that has like, yes, I've been made fun of a lot for it. I've been put down a lot for it, judged a lot for it. But if it wasn't for, if it isn't for this mindset, then I wouldn't be where I am today. And again, like I 
get to wake up every single day and I live my passion. I live my dream life. I've worked so hard to make my hobbies, my income, my career. And I think that determination in me is what I love the most because you look at me and you don't think that I'm a fierce bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but no, you, you're like an angel. <laughs> but I got, I got determination and I have heart. And I think the combination of those two oh. is my, is my oh, favorite hundred. It's thing. your superpower. <laughs> it's my superpower. <laughs> I love that. Um, I just want to take, yeah, take this time and thank you again because thank I know you. time is like what I've realized since starting this podcast is like so valuable. Yes. And then when people take time out of their schedule, like they literally pencil me in, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, Are you thank kidding me? You. This is an honor. You know? Thank you for choosing me. Um, and spending time with you is not. It's, it's a blessing. This is wonderful. Love you so much. <laughs> I'm going to leave all of Gina's information below. But before we leave, what can the listeners um, look out for you? So this is going to be live in fe- the beginning of February. Okay. You're going to – when's your due date? My due date is February 29th. Oh it's a leap day, baby. <laughs> That's insane. Um, but, yes, besides, I guess, the pregnancy, is there anything yeah. else people should be looking out for you? Um, we're going to start our podcast back up, Self-Care Tuesdays. Yes. So do check that out. It's with me, Kat, and Krista. Um, as well as February, I'll be releasing a lot more content on my blog about my pregnancy and what mm-hmm. I've been going through. Um, a lot more raw stories mm-hmm. instead of, like, rainbows and butterflies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I hope you do tune in of to course. Self-Care Tuesdays. Yes. Um, and my website, What the Deuced com and yeah. follow me on Instagram yes. and my journey. I'm going to leave all of the links and information. <laughs> but wait, I'm curious. Um, do you think you're going to be a mommy blogger? I know you had you made a comment about that yes, when so you announced it. But I, I did. I, I, I've been working with, um, like I worked with Baby Dove yeah. and stuff like that. And I did a little bit of mommy blogging. But I have something in the mixes right okay. now that I'm really excited to release. But I can't say anything about perfect. it Perfect. Right That's now. the perfect it tease, is, guys. It is around mommy blogging but it's not your traditional mommy blogging interesting (laughs) very you heard it here first guys (laughs) all right thank you so much for being on and you were like the perfect guest to like start this season thank you thank you i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for the next one bye bye